We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski, and I have with me Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. And this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics. And this is our special Shareathon episode. Shareathon's going on. And, and you know, Shareathon, of course, is about raising money, Matt, to uh, support uh, KFEO radio station. And so I was thinking, what what is it that makes uh, KFEO unique amongst Christian radio? And, and I think I would like to think of KFEO radio as being like the Sunday, the sun not not the day Sunday, but the ice cream Sunday of of uh, Christian radio. And, and what what I mean there is that uh, we're we're not giving you ice milk here, okay? Nor are we giving you one of those ice cream mixes, you know, that they use in some of those places. But we're giving you the goods, the real goods, you know, the the, the custard, the frozen custard. We we would be the Ted Drews, <laughs> the real deal. Well, that's right, because we got we got eggs, we got cream. This is the real deal. And what I mean by that is that it's very important that everything that we say and do comes directly from the Holy Bible. Uh, that everything is from the truth and purity of Scripture. That is a big, big issue for us as a radio station. And yet at the same time, I, I, I call us the, the, the Sunday, the ice cream Sunday of radio stations, because there's variety, right? You, you like what, What's your favorite Sunday flavor, Matt? Oh, well, just the, the hot fudge sundae. Just got to ah, go with that. Yeah. Me, me too. Hot fudge. But if you like chocolate, there's chocolate. There's strawberry. There's probably caramel somewhere, <laughs> which is to say we give you the Holy Scriptures in worship. There are worship services here. There's Bible study. There's lots of wonderful Christian music, which, by the way, I think that's what's cool about the Christian music. Everything that is said in that music, the words of the music also— comes right out of the teachings of Holy Scripture, and I think that's so important. And yet there's all kinds of practical shows. But I was thinking, Matt, where would we, as wrestling with the basics, where would we fit in to that analogy? And I was thinking, Matt, wrestling with the basics, wouldn't we be the cherry on the top of the Sunday? Would you agree with me? Well, I don't know, John. I think we'd certainly be the nuts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right. The nuts. (laughs) That's what we would be. We would be the nuts on the Sunday. <laughs> the nuts on the KFUO Sunday, wrestling with the basics. Wrestling with the basics. So honestly, if, if you like wrestling with the basics and you want to keep hearing this kind of uh, uh, putting fun in the fundamentals, that's our tagline, uh, please, please donate. Uh, if you're listening to us on Saturday morning, just, just keep listening because as soon as we're done here, there'll be people here who will tell you the phone numbers and the other place you can contact. If you're listening to us as a podcast, though, just go online to KFUO dot org kfuo dot org and there'll be a link there and and please do contribute to our shareathon uh, this year. Now, Matt, we need to get on to something actually worthwhile. <laughs> Although it usually know, takes us, it takes us this long to get to something worthwhile, doesn't it? Usually, yeah, usually so. Usually so. I, yeah. I'm ready to go to Ted Drews right now, or at least uh, Dairy <laughs> Queen. I don't know about our listeners. 
<laughs> but that sounds like a delicious ministry, KFUO, John. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, so I'm getting serious for a second, too. You know, here's the thing about wrestling with the basics, because we do. We'd like to have our fun. We'd like to have our ice cream. But but I've always felt that that our goal is that when we're done, that people would know that God loves them that their sins are forgiven and that no matter what they may be going through, it's all going to work together for good because of Jesus, not because of us or how good we've done, but solely because of Christ. And you wanted to talk about a subject today that's the proof and the evidence of that, that, that if you lived in a world where everything seemed like it was going wrong, there's something that God gives us that would prove don't, don't despair. Even if everything seems to be going wrong, it's all going to work out. And, and so what is it that you wanted to talk about today, Matt? Yeah, thanks, Sean. I, I, you know, as we look at this past year and all of us in one way or another certainly have been affected by this pandemic and COVID. And I think one thing that this pandemic has taught us, or at least it's taught me, is just that few things in life are actually certain. Uh, there are precious few things that are actually certain, that can be guaranteed, that we know beyond a doubt. Uh, because I, I think we lose sight of that sometimes. Uh, just just for uh, if for instance here, John. Uh, okay. Things that we thought we were we, we could be certain we could always count on would be there on the store shelves. Things like hand sanitizer, toilet paper, not there. And then the most recent one. I don't know if you heard about this, but there was Ketchup. a. Talking about ketchup? Was there a ketchup shortage? Oh yeah, this is something else. Oh yeah, there's a ketchup shortage. Oh, oh so there's another shortage. Okay, go go ahead, Matt. Now you well, got me concerned. Well, no ketchup because no, we've I, stockpiled the ketchup. No, no we got no. bottles of ketchup. <laughs> no, but what, what else is missing? Now? No, what I was what I heard was missing is the grape nuts. Grape nuts cereal. Oh no, you're kidding me. Yeah, for <laughs> months, no grape nuts on the shelves. People, grape nut lovers, were buying it on the cereal black market. I, really, I, I kid you not. Uh, they were paying big bucks for grape nut cereal. And just recently, I mean, just a few weeks ago, they're finally back on the store shelves. Order has been restored. Uh, but who would have guessed that would ever be a problem? Nope, no, nope, I would never have thought. Yeah. Although, you know, I can tell you what else you can add to that. Bicycles. Yes. Isn't that incredible? Bicycles. There's a shortage of bicycles. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we wanted to get a hitch, uh, a bike carrier, and, and those are like three months out in order to get those. So anyway, I'm sorry. I distracted you. No, but no, no you're nuts. exactly right. I mean, who would have guessed? I mean, I, I was always certain that, yeah, I could go in a bike shop or, or to Target or whatever and buy yeah. a bicycle. Well, no, that's not the case. <laughs> it's uncertain. Uh, but I think it extends even beyond stores and beyond yeah. uh, those commercial things. I think of uh, churches too, right? Uh, things that we thought oh, would my. be certain here yeah. at Ascension. Uh, things like our in-person <laughs> vacation Bible school and Sunday school and our live nativity and our Easter egg hunt. Um, all of a sudden, those things are, are uncertain. Are they going to happen? How are they going to happen? Uh, wh what are we going to do? Um, and I think even, you know, maybe what's hurt the most for a lot of people is even those once in a lifetime events that we thought were for sure were certain, not so certain anymore, like a wedding. Um, there's oh, couples boy, yeah. that had had the date set, you know, over a year in advance and all of a sudden it's uncertain. Are we still going to be able to get married on that date? Uh, wedding venues, especially reception halls. It's uncertain all of a sudden. Um, graduation ceremonies, they're uncertain. Family vacations, uh, uncertain. I, I think the saddest one, though, that I've seen as pastor is 
how many people can attend a funeral? <laughs> That's oh, uncertain. Yeah. You know, well, are you, yeah. And not only that, Matt, when, when people are dying, that you couldn't go and, and be with them. Yeah. You know, we had yeah. a couple of instances like that where, where people were in the nursing home. And and no, I'm sorry, there was restrictions. You, you might be able to come outside their window and you could see them through the window, but you couldn't actually come and physically be with them. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, exactly. Boy, that is tough. You know, tough for family members, tough for us as pastors to not be able to to visit with someone who's dying. Um, again, just it's uncertain. Who would have ever guessed that? Um, but, you know, having, having even gone through all those things and enumerated those things are uncertain, I think that perhaps, perhaps even as frustrating as those things are, uh, the Lord can still use those disappointments for our good. And, and Matt, Matt yeah. just to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Bittner here uh, on his Easter sermon, he had a word for everything you're talking about. And he taught, he called it the crud, <laughs> the crud <laughs> of this world. And I'm thinking, yep, that, that's a good word. The crud. Uh, that's a good word to put it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good way to put so, it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, yeah. But, you know, God can work through the crud. He can work through the uncertainties, even for good. He can work all things for good, right? No, uh, you're kidding me. Really? <laughs> that's what the Bible says. <laughs> you know, I, but well, I, there I, it the, is. We're giving yeah, it right out of the Bible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Part of the Sunday, John. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I was thinking of, uh, you know, especially those times when we think that we're the ones who are in control, right? We're in control of, of what we eat, of how we spend our free time, where we go on vacation, of our health. And life isn't as certain as we want to think it is. Uh, I think uh, James chapter 4 came to my mind uh, where James is writing and he just says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. He goes on and he says, yet you do not know what tomorrow will even bring. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will do this or that. Again, if the Lord wills it. Um, <laughs> so I think that this uncertainty that we've experienced might be good because it reminds us of who is really in control of things. And it's not us. <laughs> it ain't us. So, so, so Matt, here, here's the thing. Uh, um Actually, God is, is teaching that lesson all the time. Uh, he taught it to me just a year ago, March, because uh, we're down visiting Lynn's dad and having a great time. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, I'm in an ambulance and they're rushing me for an emergency heart surgery. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. The difference about this year is it wasn't just done to individuals in, in, yes. in individual instances, but it was like God reminded all of us at once. No, no, we have no control over what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As a community, we've realized that. Yeah. Um, uh, hopefully, we've realized that. Yeah. <laughs> it took a pandemic to do it, but even still, yeah. I wonder sometimes, no. do we realize it? We, we haven't. No, yeah. I'm sad. But you're right. That's the truth, though. Whether yeah. you realize it or not, that's the truth, and God's trying to teach us that. And I think, you know, we hear that, you know, we're not the ones in control. And we think, oh, boy, that stinks. That's bad news. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> That's good news that you're not in control. Because the one who is in control is more powerful than us. He's wiser than us. He's certainly more loving than us. Uh, God is the one who's in control. And we're in his hands. We're in the hands of that all-powerful, all-knowing, loving God. Uh, and so we can do things like cast our anxieties on him because he cares for us. Uh, the Bible invites us to do that. Um, so we're not in control. <laughs> and that's so, a good thing. 
Yeah, so here's what I've experienced. You know, sometimes the Lord has said to me, John, really? You think you're in control? Well, good. You go ahead and take care of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when, when I find myself up to my waist in mud, and then God says, could you use a little help there? You know, just like Peter. Oh, man, I, I can do this. I can walk on the water. And then the next thing you know, the Lord's pulling you out. <laughs> when you're up to your so, waist in crud, right? <laughs> yes, there you go. There you, there you go. go. Exactly. So well, how does this have to do with Easter then? Okay. Yes, um, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, what does yeah. this have so, to do with Easter? Exactly. You know, I uh, <laughs> our our family always takes a picture of uh, us in our Easter best, right? You know, and it's usually yeah. taken in front of the chancel by the Easter lilies in front of the church or outside of the church with all the spring flowers blooming. And last year, our Easter picture, we're still in our Sunday best, uh, yeah. but the picture was taken in our living room. <laughs> Because <laughs> last year we had just finished worshiping online. Uh, so we had recorded, like so many other churches, recorded our service ahead of time. Uh, we watched it together. Then as a family, gathered around our laptop computer, and then we took our Easter Sunday picture. Um, that was tough. That was a year ago. Um, that was not easy. Um, what a blessing this year, though, to be in worship, in person. And, and I think that the, the uh, you know, the uncertainty of it all is, is that not even worshiping in person together on an Easter Sunday is, is guaranteed. That's not even certain. Yeah. Uh, not even that. But I think along with last year, and, and to a certain extent, even this year, as that happened, we had the reality that, yeah, even though the church was empty, so was Jesus too. Uh, that is certain. And all those extras kind of get stripped away, right? Um, things like the, the Easter breakfast and the Easter egg hunt and the special Easter music. And what's left when all those things are stripped away is what is truly certain. And what's truly certain, again, is, is resurrection, uh, Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Um, and I think that, that that time of uncertainty helped to punctuate, helped to emphasize what is certain. And what is certain is what really, really matters. And, and, uh, and to add a, little, add a little somberness to, to this whole picture, uh, I'm thinking about the Easter photo there. Uh, and, and, you know, there's no certainty that everyone that we usually have in that photo will be available the next Easter. And yeah. that's why the certainty of what you're talking about, the certainty of Easter is so absolutely crucial. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, so so last year, Easter 2020, the, Jesus was risen, right? He is risen. Yes. This year, he is risen. Easter 2022, I don't know what it's going to bring. It's uncertain. Yeah. But what is certain is Jesus' tomb will still be empty. He will still be risen. That, that's the promise. And we hear that certainty and the, the message of the angels there that we heard uh, last week on Wrestling with the Basics, where the angel says, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Uh, that resurrection is certain uh, now and for every Easter to come. Easter certainty. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to pick up, though, on, John, is, is something that maybe we don't always think about, is that Jesus' resurrection uh, and that victory given there uh, over sin, death, and Satan, that's always been certain. Always. So, so Jesus' resurrection was certain even before it happened. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Which I think is just point. amazing. I think yeah. that's wonderful. It's a wonderful truth. So I want to look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and let's just look at verses uh, 3 and 
four. Why don't we okay. read, read those verses? For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Okay, so Paul's writing here to the Corinthians, and he's, he's talking about those things that are certain, right? That Jesus right. died, that he was buried, that he was raised. But I, the, what I want to pick up there is that phrase where he says, in accordance with the scriptures. So he died in accordance with the scriptures. He was raised in accordance with the scriptures. So what are the scriptures Paul's talking about there? I don't know, Matt. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm assuming it's the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. So it's the only yeah. scriptures they have, right? Of the Old exactly. Testament. So at this point, the you know the, the the New Testament's still being written, still coming together, right? So when he's talking about the scriptures, he's talking about the Old Testament scriptures, and that's what I think is so amazing that Jesus' death. His resurrection, the certainty of the empty tomb, that was certain before it happened. <laughs> the Old Testament scriptures talk about its certainty. And if God's word promises it, well, then, yeah, you can be certain of it. No doubt about it. So, yeah, so, so here's this. Well, I was going to say, and, and, you know, we had that uh, last week, too, uh, John giving us the same message when he said, mm -hmm. you know, I, I saw the tomb was empty and I believed because I had not yet understood the scriptures, which is to say it had to be empty. Like you said, it wasn't a thing whether it was or wasn't going to be because the scriptures had spoken. And, but John didn't realize that yet. Even even an apostle had not fully comprehended uh, that if the scripture says it, it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and he had even, you know, heard firsthand Jesus talk about it himself, oh, that yeah. he would die yeah. and on the third day rise. And so Jesus promised it. Uh, but even before that, you think of, well, you go all the way back to Genesis chapter three, that first promise that someone is going to come who's going to bruise, who's going to crush Satan. So there's there's a victory promise right there in Jesus Christ, third chapter of the Bible. Uh, and then you have all those other promises. I mean, there's just too many to list, but uh, Isaiah 53 is one that we always read Good Friday and and certainly talks about you know, Jesus being pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. It's talking about that suffering servant there. But, you know, we can see those things ultimately fulfilled uh, in Jesus Christ, that, that Jesus would die. And then and, I, I love... And, and Matt, yeah. Matt, I was going to say, I, I've often wondered, I wonder what the Jewish people uh, do with that passage. Because apart from what happens with Christ on the cross, that passage doesn't make any sense at all. I know. You know. Yeah. Why, yeah. I why mean, why would there be exactly. a suffering servant? What do you mean that our, our transgressions have been placed on him? But then when you have the cross, oh, yeah, it's just like he said, in accordance with the scripture, Christ died for our sins. That doesn't make perfect sense now. Exactly. Yeah. I often think of that and how Paul talks about how there's a even a veil that remains over their yeah. faces, the Jews. And oh, boy, it, it seems to be the case that those verses that we see through the cross of Calvary and the empty tomb seem so clear that they're pointing ahead to Jesus, yet not being able to make the connection that, yeah, the Messiah has come. Uh, it was well, Jesus Christ. Well, and you read Psalm 22 and you've got, my God, my God, why has thou yeah. forsaken me? And all the business about my clothes being divided. And and again, how would that make any sense? Why? What, what's David talking about? Obviously, he wasn't having his clothes divided. He was the great king. But yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry. I just emphasizing what you said, that all of this stuff is in accordance with the scriptures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the one resurrection uh, scripture I wanted to point out was just uh, another psalm, Psalm 16. And we have that beautiful promise there, too. You will not let your Holy One see corruption, uh, see decay. In other words, Jesus' body is not going to be left to rot in a tomb. Uh, he is going to be risen. 
Uh, and he certainly is on Easter. So, again, and, and, in accordance and, and, with the scriptures. And, and again, you've got Peter, you know, pointing that out. It can't be talking about David, he says, because we mm -hmm. got David's bones. We don't no, no, it's, it's got. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So this is David's greater son, greater descendant. Yeah, it's yeah. Jesus. It's Jesus. And, and and the reason we I think it's helpful to, to realize that and look at just those handful of Old Testament verses and uh, to just acknowledge this. Paul says that according to the scriptures, it's it's just for us to know that Easter is certain. It always yes. has been certain. It is certain now. It always will be certain that resurrection. And so if that is certain, for us, it's also important to recognize that all those promises that are connected directly to Jesus' resurrection, they're certain for us, too. Um, that promise of forgiveness, the promise of life everlasting, uh, the promise of salvation, those promises are certain, too. Uh, if, if Christ is raised from the dead, then all those things, all those benefits, all those blessings that are promised to us and connected to it, they are certain, too. And uh, I think that that's just so important for us to remember uh, during this time of uncertainty. Again, well, yeah, just I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and, and this is why it's so important that you've emphasized in accordance with the scriptures there from 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, because I, I can't go to look at the open tomb. I don't know where the I don't even know where the tomb is at anymore. I know there's people that claim to know, but but no, we can't do that. But the same scriptures which gave people faith back then, that we still have. We have the same scriptures, and, and they can give us just as good a faith as they gave to everybody that lived back then. In fact, what did Jesus say? It's an even more blessed faith, right? Doesn't he say, blessed are those that haven't seen? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. As we kind of close up our episode here, John, I was going to, uh, I know this is Easter and not Christmas, right? But <laughs> I, I love this, uh, this, I think one of the, the things that kind of uh, illustrates our certainty, our foolhearted certainty at times about certain things uh, is from uh, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, George Bailey. So, I mean, our, our listeners know the story. I'm not going to recount the whole thing, but he's in that small town of Bedford Falls and he wants to go out and see the world, right? George is yeah. certain of that. And there's this one line in the movie where he says, uh, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow and the next day and the next year and the year after that. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off my feet and I'm going to see the world. And uh, we know how it turns out for George Bailey, right? He stays yeah. put there in Bedford Falls. He has a wonderful life. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. But his life was not quite as certain as he thought it was going to be. And I think, you know, for our listeners, um, when you think back <clears throat> where you were 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, um, <laughs> are you where, where you're at now? Is this where you anticipated yourself being <laughs> in the future? Uh, how certain was your future, in other words? Um, maybe your life looks a little different than what you anticipated it looking like. Um, like George Bailey, uh, sometimes we make that mistake of thinking that life is just so gosh darn certain, and it, it, it just isn't. <laughs> uh, that we're going to go here or there, do this or that. And, and instead, um, you know, we can't say that, but what we can say with certainty are, again, are those things that God has promised in accordance with the scriptures and connected to Jesus' resurrection. We can say, you know, I am a baptized child of God. I am united to Jesus' death and even more his resurrection. Uh, by God's grace through faith, I'm certain that I will not perish but have eternal life. So again, uh, precious few things in life are certain, but, but the things that are certain are precious. 
And at the top of that list is Jesus' resurrection from the dead and what it means for each one of us. And and on this special Shareathon episode, just a reminder, that's what Canfield Radio is all about, is, is giving people not the certainty of what Matt and John thinks, but the certainty of what the scriptures have taught. Um, so thank you, Matt, for reminding us of that one of the greatest things that have, we've been taught is that Jesus Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Um, Matt, any quick final thought? Um. Oh, that, that's about covers it. I think I just like the idea that it was always certain the resurrection uh, since Genesis, right? Since that first promise today and next year, no matter what it brings, it will still be certain. Uh, his resurrection and our resurrection. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics.